Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. With the first pick. In the 2019. 2003. 1997 NBA Draft. The Los Angeles Lakers select Urban Magic Johnson. The most valuable player, Magic Johnson. Patrick Ewing. Allen Iverson from Georgetown University. Kyrie Irving. Irving puts it up. It's good. Kyrie Irving from downtown. Zion Williamson. Zion on the hammer. Tim Duncan from Wake Forest University. LeBron James. City of Champions once again. With the first pick, the San Antonio Spurs select. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by Xfinity Mobile. Welcome into NBA Today. We are one day away from the NBA draft. Alongside Ramona Shelburne, Austin Rivers, and Kendrick Perkins, I'm Cassidy Hubbard filling in for Malika Andrews as she gets ready to host the draft in New York City, where projected number one overall pick Victor Wembenyama has been seen all around town, guys. He got the full New York experience, including a subway ride to Yankee Stadium where he he barely fit, um, and he threw out the first pitch, kind of, sort of. Ramona, can you remember any other prospect that had the red carpet rolled out like this for him? LeBron? <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I haven't seen anybody get this kind of attention since really LeBron James in terms of the level of hype around Victor Wembanyama. Can we talk about how the ball looked like a ping pong ball in his hand? I mean... <laughs> So, like, so, <laughs> like, so are you excusing so that first pitch then? Are you excusing that first pitch then? Uh, absolutely, yeah. he gets a pass. Absolutely. Perk? Well, I, I, that was the first time ever probably in NBA history that we didn't seen somebody throw a pitch out that they wasn't actually playing for that city, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but he, I mean, at least he put some, something yeah. into that pitch is all I'm saying. He didn't just like, right. kinda, you know, toss it out there. No, he we'll put some see. heat on it. I mean, I, I remember going with Lonzo Ball to a Dodger game, and he threw out a first pitch, but that was after he was taken by the Lakers. Yeah. Right. I yeah. mean, Victor hadn't been drafted yet. And that's Yankee yeah. Stadium. <laughs> exactly. Well, his New York experience is only getting started. Our Malika Andrews sat down with Wembenyama earlier this morning. We'll have her full exclusive interview coming up later on in the show. We're now joined by ESPN senior insider Adrian Wojnarowski joining us now from Barclays Center one day away from the NBA draft. And look, Woj, you reported that Charlotte is getting closer to a decision on what to do with the number two pick. What more can you tell us? Uh, Cassidy, Charlotte brought back both uh, Brandon Miller and Scoot Henderson on Monday uh, to work out both for a second time, uh, to have meetings with Hornets officials. But this time, uh, outgoing majority owner Michael Jordan uh, was in the building, met both players, watched the workouts, and ultimately he's going to have the final say on this draft pick. Now he has 
uh, sold, uh, agreed in principle to sell his majority share, but he will still uh, be the governor of this team until uh, the Board of Governors approved the new group. And so, listen, this has been a process this week in Charlotte. Brandon Miller, uh, I'm told, has been the front runner throughout this process. Uh, and nothing yet this week uh, has changed that. But I would still write Brandon Miller's name in pencil uh, in Charlotte. Not quite in pen yet. We're getting closer. Uh, but this is a player who, uh, at number two, I think potentially Charlotte sees as a multi-time all-star level wing player and I think Scoot Henderson is also a player that they see with all-star potential as do the Portland Trailblazers sitting at number three uh, but certainly Charlotte's getting closer now uh, to finalizing their decision and I'm told Brandon Miller still uh, is in the driver's seat to be the second pick on Thursday night. Very interesting that an outgoing owner is tasked with making such a significant decision. What does this mean, though, for Portland, as you mentioned, at number three, as well as with their star Damian Lillard, Woj? Well, for Portland, listen, they're going to continue to talk with teams around the league to see, is there a deal built around that third pick and certainly potentially other assets uh, that makes sense uh, to give up such a valuable piece of real estate was a third overall pick in a draft that most see as a three-player draft. Now, history may not remember it as that, but that's where it is this week. Uh, and so I think if Portland was going to trade out of that, they're going to have to get a significant return. I think your margin of error, and especially in a smaller market like Portland, to have a rookie-scale contract uh, with a player that you think has all-star potential, you've got to get a lot back, but certainly they want to build around Damian Lillard. That's been their focus. Uh, Damian Lillard says he wants to continue to be in Portland, and so I think they'll go right up to the clock uh, on Thursday night. Offers uh, and I think outreach from teams teams tends to get more serious the closer you get to a deadline, whether that's uh, the draft, whether that's a trade deadline, uh, people start to give you their best offers. And so Portland may not have gotten the best offers that are going to come to them, uh, but they will here in the next 24 hours or so. Uh, this is a significant decision, certainly, for this organization, for Damian Lillard's future in Portland. Uh, but certainly, if Brandon Miller is off the board at number two, I think Scoot Henderson is certainly very prominent in their plans in Portland. A lot of big decisions to be made over the next day. Thanks, Woj. We'll see you tonight on the NBA Draft Preview Thanks, Show Cass. at 7 Eastern on ESPN2. All right, let's bring back the rest of our panel. Um, Perk, uh, do the Blazers need to make a decision between Dame or the pick? You know what? They don't. And, and, I, and I think if I'm the foreign office of the Trail Blazers, I don't rush to try to get anything for this third pick. Um, if you get if if they if they have an opportunity to get school Henderson, damn it, they do it. I believe that Dame is going to be patient throughout the rest of the offseason, maybe even into training camp, to see what the front office is going to do for us, making moves to get some pieces in there to help him out to actually contend for a title. So if I'm the Portland Trailblazers, I'm not rushing or I'm not trying to you know, make a move and trade that pick. Scoot Henderson has a promising future. This kid could be a bright young superstar in this league. 
And I just think about to the draft where, you know, Danny Ainge, I believe, drafted Jason Tatum at number three. And look how that turned out, knowing that he was going to take Jason Tatum anyway when he finessed the Philadelphia 76ers and got back the number three pick and a number future, a future round uh, first pick. But if I'm the Portland Trailblazers, I'm being patient. I'm not rushing to uh, shop this pick at all if I don't get back the return I'm looking for. Austin, if Scoot is there at number three, how do you decide between Dame or Scoot, or do you? I mean, it really just comes down to what direction Portland's trying to go in. Um, if you're trying to rebuild, I think you go with Scoot, and you, know, you have a young core there. You have Anthony Simons. You know, Jeremy Grant is still pretty young. Uh, Shannon Sharp showed a lot of promise last year. You have a lot of young talent there that you can kind of rebuild. This is an opportunity for Portland to essentially do what they did years ago when they brought Damon and have a restart at a very talented, promising point guard. Uh, and I'll say selfishly as a competitor and as a guy who came in the same class as Damian, I hope he gets to somewhere where he can really go compete. I want him on a win-now team. I want to see him play really meaningful minutes. He's been playing, you know, and done everything that you could possibly do for organization. Damian Lillard's done that. So I hope they take Scoot at three and Damian's able to move on. Of course, Damian continues to say and reiterate that he wants to stay in Portland, but we will see. What's your reaction to all this, Ramona? I mean, the sense I have is that Dame has not asked out, and he continues to show up in Portland. Like everyone I've talked to there says, he's been very he's been very present in Portland during this offseason. Obviously, he's been posting on Instagram from Hong Kong, where I think he's doing a tour right now. But he's been there. He's showing you with his actions and his words that he wants to stay. And so, I actually think it's more likely that he stays in Portland and they continue to. To try to find pieces around him and to try to build around him, give him the best chance. But the question isn't always Dame or the pick. It is what are my options for either one. And so you, as, as Adrian mentioned, mm-hmm. the offers that you might get for that pick or the offers you might get for Damian Lillard may not have the best offers may not have happened yet. Okay, we, we still have a whole day until this draft. And so I think, you know, let's let's watch this very closely because as much as you want to, you know, they it seems like a choice right now between either or, it's not necessarily you make that choice right now and then decide to field offers. You you see what offers are out there as they come in. Yeah, I mean, that's just business and, and also, one Oh. No, go ahead, Perk. Oh, and, and also, let me, let me say this. It's going to take for them to get into the regular season or, you know, into training camp. And for a guy like Chauncey Billups, who Dame look up to, to say, yep. hey, bro, it's time for you to move on. That's how much Dame loves Portland, and that's how loyal he is. This guy's just cut from a different cloth. And although, you know, us, myself included, we want to see Dame on a championship team. We want to see him force his way out. That's just not what he's on right now. And so it's going to actually take a guy that he's very close to, his head coach, his mentor, and Chauncey Billups to go up to him and say, hey, Dame, hey, bro, it's time for you to move on. But until then, I expect to see Damian Lillard in the Portland Trailblazers uniform. Yeah, a lot of eyes are going to be on Portland, um, not just uh, tomorrow, but I think for a few weeks and maybe well into the season on what they do with Dame and, you know, whoever they draft at number three. Coming up on NBA Today, our own Malika Andrews sat down with Victor Wembanyama for an exclusive discussion, which includes his first interactions with Spurs head coach Greg Popovich and Who are some of this year's sleepers in the draft? Jonathan Gavoni on the names we should be waiting to hear get called tomorrow night. And Kev, Kobe, Jordan, some of the best rookie dunks ever. Coming up next when we return. 
on NBA Today. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. NBA Today is presented by Xfinity Mobile, the best-kept wireless secret. Welcome back here with Perk, Austin, Ramona, and I'm Cassidy filling in for Malika. And let's talk about some topics around the league. Chris Paul is awaiting the finalization of the deal that could send him to Washington if a contending team does not step up to take him on. Ramona, where do the Suns, Wizards, and CP3 stand in this deal for Bradley Beal? Well, they can keep this deal open for a number of days here. Like, and, and I think it makes a lot of sense. One, to do right by Chris Paul in the sense of he would like to play for a contender, and, and there's a sense of well, you keep this open and see if a contender wants to make an offer here for him. The Clippers do have interest in Chris Paul. A trade in some ways would make sense because they do have the type of players with the Marcus Morris um, and Robert Covington and, and the contracts to get this done. But from what I understand, this is really not the Clippers' only option here at point guard. There's the option of bringing back Russell Westbrook. And also, there's an option of another trade with with the Boston Celtics with Malcolm Brogdon, who, sixth man of the year, but was coming off the bench and has been a starter at other points in his career. Um, There's been some discussions with the Celtics and and expanding the the trade with the Wizards and the Celtics um, to include Malcolm Brogdon going to Los Angeles. And so the situation with Chris Paul, it's evolving. This trade can stay open. It can expand to, to multiple teams and as, as we go forward through the draft process and into, and into the free agent period. And Austin, you know, as a former teammate of, of Chris Paul, you know, how, how do you think he should take or approach his next step here with, with what's going on, you know, with him and, and D.C.? Carefully. Um, you know, you've got to look at where Chris is at in his career at this point. He's 38 years old. Uh, He's done everything that you could do in the game of basketball except to win a championship. And, you know, he's coming off a Suns team where he's most of the postseason that he's been in and been a part of over the past couple of years, he's been hurt. I I would like to see him in the Clippers uniform. I also would like to see the Clippers bring back another point guard alongside him. That way he doesn't have to carry the bulk of the minutes during the regular season. I think we all want Chris to be healthy in the postseason. And for that to happen, he needs to be playing 15 to 20 minutes a night max during the regular season. He's a guy that needs to show up in the playoffs when it matters and not during the regular season. He's done that. He's already handled that part of his career. He's not chasing all-star games. He's not trying to add to his stats. He's done everything he needs to do. I think at this point for him, he wants to compete for a championship. I think the Clippers are in place still, depending on what moves they make. You're hearing Paul George rumors, but I would like to see him in a Clippers uniform. Well, and let, let me just point this part mm. out, too. They don't have to trade for him. 
Like Chris right. Paul, if we get through this deal and, and you, whenever you see this deal finally announced, that's when you realize, okay, now now we're in a different phase of this of these conversations. But if they, we go through the deal is announced, he could stay in Washington, which I think is maybe is, is a real option here that, that Chris Paul could play in Washington like he did in Oklahoma City when he was a part of that yeah. Westbrook trade in the first place. Um, or you can we could enter buyout talks as this goes on and, and goes forward. And then that would be up to the Wizards and Chris Paul if they get to that stage. And so a team that would think about trading for him, that's that's $30 million you're paying to Chris Paul. But if he is available as a buyout candidate, as somebody who does a buyout in Washington and then can sign for a veteran minimum, that's a completely different conversation. And I think there would be a lot more interest in that. Well, look, mm-hmm. elsewhere. In the- and I- yeah, Park? No, go ahead, Cassidy. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I, I did. I did want to follow up and know and get your take on where you would want to see Chris Paul next season. Oh, <laughs> that's easy. <laughs> that is easy in LA, but not with the Clippers. With the Lakers. With the Lakers, alongside LeBron James, one of his best friends, one of his good brothers. But it's not about their relationship. When I look at Chris Paul and the Lakers, it's about CP3 and Anthony Davis. And I keep telling people, when we go back and look at Anthony Davis when the Lakers won a championship in the bubble, well, when they won a championship, I'm not going to keep calling it a bubble championship, (laughs) but when they won a championship, they had Rajon Rondo. Mm. And Rajon Rondo would get Anthony Davis six to eight easy buckets a game. They don't have that on the Lakers right now. You put CP3 and AD in the pick and roll, now all of a sudden he's getting those lobs at the basket. He's getting those wide open 15-footers. We got to remember, Chris Paul is still one of the elite point guards in the game today. Think about who he, like, for us, the bigs that he made money and made them look look great. Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan. Tyson Chandler when he started off in New Orleans. David West with the 15-footers off the pick and pops. Can you imagine CP3 and AD in the pick and roll? It would take so much pressure off LeBron James. And you're able to bring back Dennis Schroeder. And if the Lakers is able to sign back Austin Reeves, now you don't have to rely and play Chris Paul that many minutes. But when it comes down to the postseason, when you need him the most, he will be fresh and, and will be available. Hmm. Well, we'll see if uh, CP ends up with either L.A. team. As far as the Clippers, um, they've come up in a number of conversations, Momo, around the league. Since this team has yet to fulfill the expectations that started four seasons ago, how how serious are these discussions? Well, I think this time of year, and especially after the way this last season ended for them, with yet another season of not seeing Paul George and Kawhi Leonard healthy at the same time in the playoffs, we've never really seen them all the way through and the one year we got a taste of it they went to the Western Conference Finals and so my my sense is they still want to continue to build around Kawhi and Paul George but you have to listen at this stage and you know Kawhi because of his injury history I think that would be a difficult conversation to even entertain Paul George has a lot of values to the Clippers because of the way he plays and as a defender as a shooter as a scorer but he also has not been available I think they're they're the, the idea of gauging interest uh, is it coming from them or other teams calling them about Paul um, that's debatable okay but this time of year you're gonna hear a lot of that but I think there's a recognition amongst the Clippers that they still do have 
have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. And maybe the mix around them needs to be different because even when they were healthy, that mix last year didn't feel like a championship team. But they actually have a lot of ways to improve this team. As we mentioned just a minute ago, I, they, they, they have options at point guard. They have contracts that, that are desirable. And there are other options outside of Chris Paul around the league that may be available. And keep your eye on, on Malcolm Brogdon, who last year when he was traded to Boston, that the Clippers were one of the teams that were an option for him as well. Toronto, the Clippers, and Boston were the options. He chose Boston. He had a bit of a say there, but I think now Boston, which was a guard-heavy team last year and may want to reconfigure the way that they approach next season, this makes a lot of sense for Los Angeles. Well, let me say this. Kawhi Leonard is quiet in public. But he's loud behind the scenes, okay? Mm-hmm. And when it comes down to him uh, putting personnel and players around him and guys for us, him winning the championship, behind the scenes, he is very loud. And then when I say loud, very active about, hey, let's get something done. Let's get the bright personnel in here. I'm trying to win now. Now, on the other hand, he has to do a better job of, you know, some of his injuries he can't control. Obviously, you know, the torn ACL, the torn meniscus this past offseason. But, again, he has to be available. But don't make make no mistake about it. He's no saint behind the scenes. And if, you know, if you're a guy like Paul George, you got to be, you know, be ready because you might get traded. You know, um, and, and it's just part of the game. But at the end of the day, this franchise is built around their best player, and that's Kawhi Leonard, when healthy. He's a top five player in the league. He has shown us that time and time again when he's available on the floor, but I just needed the world to know he's no saint behind the scenes. Well, part- he'd love to get, you know, voice his opinion. He was one of the main reasons that Paul George came to Los Angeles. You know, he wanted yeah. Paul George to come. He was an advocate for that. Mm-hmm. And let's not forget what they traded to Oof. get Paul George. Remember, they traded all types That's of picks. Right. And they got a guy named Shea Alexander down in OKC who's become one of the most elite point guards in the NBA. So I, I don't think Paul George is a guy that they're just going to throw out in the wind, you know, for anything just to get off him. They're, they're both up for contract extensions. You know, this is a vital summer, I think, for, for the Clippers and what direction they're going to be going in. They have two guys who are, you know, I, I would put superstars, especially uh, uh, Kawhi Leonard, but they have not been able to be healthy together at the same time, with the exception of the bubble, where they, they, they dropped a 3-1 lead. So, you know, I don't really know what direction this team is going in right now, but you know, I, I don't think it's crazy to think, you know, to shop around Paul George. I'll, really I'll tell you where they're going in one year to a new arena that That's needs exactly to have right. some stars to fill it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. With the investment they made in those two players and in that new stadium, they need their play to be loud next season, um, not just the talking behind the scenes. Absolutely. All right. Coming up next, our very own Malika Andrews sat down with soon-to-be number one overall pick Victor Wembanyama. Hear what he had to say about the pressure heading into the NBA. What is pressure to you? I don't really know. I, I've never felt pressure like in my life, even for exams, for whatever, in my family, whatever. Never really felt it. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. 
That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza, better because it has to be. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy, get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results, fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. I've been playing this way for years. I've always been shooting threes, handling the ball. I didn't look up to players for me to do that. I inspired myself in doing whatever I wanted to do. Have you had a chance to watch Victor Wembanyama play yet? How can you miss him? Rattles in another three. Cheat code type vibe. This is the cheat code. You gotta get ready for this kid. He has the chance to be one of the best to ever play this game. The league's, the league's really in trouble when he comes in. Great jump, get out the rim. Get that out of here. Oh, oh, good. Everybody's been a unicorn over the last few years, but he's more like, like an alien. He's for sure a generational talent. Victor Wembanyama is not only being described as the most anticipated prospect since LeBron James, but maybe ever. He sat down with our Malika Andrews this morning, a day before the Spurs are expected to select him number one overall, and discuss just how much pressure he feels to live up to all of the hype. It seemed like this is where you wanted to go, that if there was anywhere in the NBA you could pick, it seemed like the Spurs ha- had your heart. Why is that? You know, as, as, a, as, a, as an athlete, as a basketball player, professional basketball player, I know and I hear, I hear a lot of stuff, you know, a lot of information about you know, the NBA, how it works. You know, I talk to, to some players and I know, um, I know that the culture isn't the same everywhere. Mm. And uh, I think the, the place that matches me the, the most is certain. What about it matches you? You know, the, um, the, the expectations, the, the work ethic, uh, and I know they, they just uh, created a brand new training center. Yeah. Probably the best in the world. You know, this is, uh, I, I can't dream of anything better. You've been dreaming of this, though, for... Oh, yeah, for years. A long time. <laughs> to, to be here, to be finally in this week leading oh, up yeah. to the draft. How has it been for you? You know, uh, I haven't had trouble to sleep yet, but I probably will tonight, without a doubt. Um, yeah, it's just so, so, so exciting, you know, seeing that some of, I mean, all the work you've done for years, for decades almost, starts to pay off. It's, uh, it's really, you know, I can't describe it. Tell me, Victor, about your first meeting with Greg Popovich. I haven't met him yet. No, haven't, haven't met, met him yet. yet. Have you had a conversation with him? Yeah, 
Yeah, I uh, had a conversation with him. You know, uh, I know he's a really, really nice person. I, I don't know much about him, but I know he's a nice person. You know, I talked to him a couple times, but that's pretty much it. You told our Robin Roberts that anyone's expectations mm -hmm. that are put on you, they can't come anywhere near the expectations you put on yourself. Mm -hmm. What are those expectations? Uh, it's more than just uh, than just titles and. Uh, and, uh, and, and MVPs and you know this kind of stuff is all that uh, the, the ethics, you know, the work ethic, but also the the, the work of the other mind, you know, training your mind. I got uh, like I got really really high expectations for myself. I don't leave anything. I'm trying to not leave anything behind, you know. I'm trying to make, make make the most out of any day, you know. I don't like to say I want to build a, a legacy or or be the greatest, you know. Right now, it's a, it's a work that's done every day. What do you think that's going to look like? You talked about MVPs, you talked about championships. Is is that the goal? Is that what you want to be able to say you are and look back on? Yeah, yeah, someday. But as I told you, it's before trying to be the greatest in the world, I need to try to be the greatest today, you know? Mm. And then tomorrow and the next day. Oh! So if, if none of this, right, being the best prospect ever, being the best prospect since LeBron James, maybe being a better prospect than LeBron James, if, if none of that is pressure, what is pressure to you? You know, it's, it's not just, it's, it's not something I feel, you know, I, I never feel like a, a weight on my shoulders. Mm. It's, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I'm just playing basketball. I'm having fun on the court, you know, this is, it's, it's just a game. Um, but, um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't really know. I, I've never felt pressure like in my life, even for exams, for whatever in my family, whatever. I never really felt it. Hmm. What do you say to people who say that you need to bulk up, that your build isn't for the NBA? Uh, I mean, I, I don't listen. You know, it's uh, yeah. I, I don't say anything. To them, you know. I I know what I'm capable of. You know, I gotta. I know I've worked really hard to to find. I, at the same time, I worked on the. On, on one hand, I worked on the court and in the weight room, you know, to, to train and to get better. But on the other hand, I, I worked also mentally, you know, to find the, the good recipe for yeah, to, to stay healthy. And I think I'm, I'm getting closer and closer. Part of that recipe is, I mean, we, we, we've seen the videos of your your pre-game workouts, mm -hmm. your your pre-practice workouts, the grips that you do, the the mm -hmm. bear walks that you do. Why do you do all of that? You know, when, when you get a little bit older, when you get mature, you, you realize that um, you, you learn to know yourself, you know. And I know I got a, a different body, and I also got a different play style, you know. I move in a really different way than any other, I hope, you know. So I, I can't expect to work the same as others, you know. I got I to gotta work in new ways that suit me, that match myself. As I have a different body and play style, it's going to be a different recipe. And, uh, you know, I, it, it's worked uh, in the past months, in the past years. And, um, but it's not perfect. So, I mean, uh, I mean it's never going to be perfect because my body is going to evolve. I'm going to evolve too. I'm going to get older. And I got I to gotta make it, I got to make my routine and my exercise evolve too. How does durability play into all this? You, you played in every game with the Mets 92. You played in exhibition games in Las Vegas. You played in the postseason. I know that's something that you're, that you're proud of, mm -hmm. right? But that's not an 82-game NBA season. How do you see it translating? Uh, uh, do you know how many games that, that adds up to? How many games? Uh, I don't know. Like 
probably 50, 50 60. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in the postseason, you know, in the playoffs, it's kind of a NBA schedule. You know, we don't yeah. practice much. It's more a game than recovery. Uh, get some shots up. Go, go in the weight room. So I like this form better. What are you going to miss most about France? About living in Paris? You know, um, before leaving, uh, uh, I saw everyone in my, my close family. You know, two days in a row, I, I tried to, you know, to, to reunite with them. Not one last time, but one last time in a long, before a long time. You know, so uh, this is my, my family. I gotta, I'm going to miss the most. Yeah, mm. especially you know my, my my grandparents who can't really you know travel, take the plane and stuff. Because my cousins, you know, they're going to be able to come and see me. But uh, it's not the case for everyone in my family, so my family. And uh, also, yeah, you know, the, the tranquility of my, my parents' house, my, my city, and uh, the food. Yeah, I already yeah. miss the food. <laughs> what are you looking forward to more? Dunking on somebody in the NBA or your first big block? I'd, I'd say uh, dunking on somebody. Because blocks, I mean, for me, blocks happen multiple times a game, you know. But dunking on somebody, it's, uh, it's really like, uh, it's, it's hard to do, you know. And, uh, yeah, dunking on somebody. What's your message to San Antonio Spurs fans as, as you head there? You know, um, I'm just, I just feel lucky. And I just want to thank them for already showing, showing so much love, you know. Uh, ever since I, I came in, I, I, I came to the States, I've seen like I've seen that I can have impact that I couldn't before, you know. And I, I wanna, I hope I'm gonna give them as much fun as I can. He certainly talks the talk. We'll see him walk the walk tomorrow across that Barclays stage. And in honor of the draft, we're running back the top rookie dunks of all time. And this list is ridiculous. You won't want to miss it. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. I'm Malika Andrews, and with NBA free agency quickly approaching, we will have not one 
not two, but three free agency specials. It's a lot to digest. Here are experts and analysts on where the league's biggest stars may be headed this summer. Everybody's in play. My dentist texted me wow. saying, where is he going to go? I don't know if he want to go to those other destinations. Tune into NBA Today, June 30th from 3 to 6 and 7 to 9 Eastern. And then on July 1st from 2 to 4 Eastern, all three shows on ESPN. Welcome back to NBA Today, presented by Xfinity Mobile. The 77th annual NBA Draft is tomorrow from Barclays Center in Brooklyn, 8 Eastern on ABC, ESPN, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. Coverage begins at 7.30 right after SportsCenter. All right, guys, we have a whole new class of rookies about to join the NBA. Let's celebrate by running back some classics. This is the Top of the Top, brought to you by Charles Schwab and the best rookie dunks of all time. And let's start this with the top to be poster. the first one. <laughs> Blake Griffin. I like, this, I like this Blake dunk, but I like the Blake dunk on Perk better. Oh, oh, oh dang. Oh Shots fired. Dang, what that's a, what we all know. <laughs> no, <I'm> not, oh. <laughs> He's what about with, Baron Davis? I'm just messing with This is a 99. On KG. And then Anthony. Yeah. Yeah. This is My on Yuta. Oh! Do you want There's to no see There's no fans there. That's what's a bummer yeah. about this one. No fans. If there were fans, they would have went wild. Bless America. All right, how about the top athleticism? MJ's cradle uh, in 1984. Oh, that's Come classic. on, that's oh. classic. It's beyond like, classic. It's iconic. Like that it was heavy oh. What about Kobe? 360 against the Kings in 97. Yep, when he yes. had a bunch of hair. I didn't know if that was yeah. Kobe. Eddie Jones. Oh, where's it? Where? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and then we got, this is a list of goats. LeBron going with the yeah. windmill in 2004. Nah. Mm. He still does that. You don't like this? Austin <laughs> still does that I one. like it, but it's a fast break dunk. Yeah. Oh, dang. Okay. Yeah, How I think it was the... a little baby ceiling fan. Oh. <laughs> what about the top four and boy? Oh, my God. Hakeem? Look how little he is. Oh, the duck is crazy. <laughs> I'm sleepy boy. <laughs> how about Manu here? Hey. He can Ooh. do it. That's about, in 2003. Something about blocking a lefty, it's tough. And then how about Ben Simmons, guys? Switching hands versus the Hawks in 2017. Man, you want him to play with this type of confidence today. No. Man, oh. can we get that Ben Simmons again? Austin, <laughs> your side comments are cracking me up. How about the top two-hander, the Vince? Right you, oh can't, you can't without Vince. Oh, you can't oh have a goodness. list without Vince. Oh, is that Molly? <laughs> These are rookie Best year, by the way, just to remind people. Time. Dominique. On Larry Bird in 1983. Oh, look Don't at the contest, do that to Larry the Good contest. And then Shaq the as a rookie. Yeah. Yeah. As he a did rookie that like in every night he broke a backboard. <laughs> Always a delay of game. The thing is, he did it effortless. <laughs> How about the, this is the last one. Top high hey, flyer, Sean Kemp. Yes, <laughs> double pump, Austin. Yeah, that's tough. And a Grant Hill with the lefty oh, oop in 94. Oh, quick turnaround. Man, the young Grant Hill was special. Allen Iverson, uh, how about off a missed free throw in 97? Uh. Mm. The answer. It's almost like they well, drew I mean, that he up. gets all the yeah, way no, up. For real. Oh, I missed that. Supersonics floor. Legendary. Coming up, the Thompson Twins are projected to be drafted in the top 10 tomorrow night. Monica McNutt gives us an exclusive look into their journey to the league. Keep it locked right here on NBA Today.
Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Identical twins Amen and Asar Thompson created a dream board as nine-year-olds, which included to become the greatest NBA players of all time. Their journey to greatness took them from California to Florida and eventually Atlanta, and now look to become the first siblings to be selected as top 10 picks in the same draft. Our Monica McNutt sat down with the Thompson family to discuss how their dreams led them to a new reality come Thursday. We'd go hiking in Lake Chabot, probably through like a four mile hike. And we had this 40 pound weight vest, so we'd all switch like every half mile or so. Then we'd go home, we'd do more school. And then in our practices, we'd always start every practice with running two miles. And I'd have them always dribbling with their left hand because they're right handed. There's a good left. Yup. When did you realize that it was going to be basketball for them? Well, really before they were even born, because like all my kids were going to play basketball. Troy Thompson introduced his identical twin sons, a man and a star, to the game early. The coaching and workouts were intense, with a singular focus, be the best. My dad used to make, make us meditate, you know, just so I could tell myself, like, what I want out of the workout. He always stressed defense. We would be doing slides around this high school called Castlemont in Oakland, the track. It sounds like you need to call Child Protective <laughs> Services right now, but I mean, it worked. Their preparation also included charting a path to their goal of becoming the best NBA players in the world. Honestly, I think I grasped it when I was like nine because I broke the dream board that I had in my room. Me and a man asked my mom to get poster board paper, some markers, some scissors so we could cut up stuff. And we just wrote our goals, what we need to do to achieve them. You know, step one, oh, you gotta do this. And then, you know, I want them to read. So you gotta read for 30 minutes. Oh, you gotta listen to inspirational stuff for 30 minutes. So every day they'd be doing it. Part of the journey has been allowing them to be independent thinkers and going on a different path and not being concerned with what other people are doing. The journey took Troy and the boys from California to Florida in 2017 where our men and Asar could play high school basketball as eighth graders. We had already won like all the CYO championships, already won the middle school championship. We needed the next thing. Yeah! I stayed in California, they went to Florida. Our oldest was in Texas Prairie View, so we were just a separated family physically. 
the twins attended Pinecrest School in Fort Lauderdale and thrived. We became one of the best teams in the whole nation. Junior year, mm, that state championship, that was kind of crazy. We were down by like eight with 40 seconds in overtime. Then it was a tie game, and then we went to double overtime, and we won the state championship. Is there a picture that is your favorite and always puts a smile on your face? It's a picture of a men in a SAR when they were maybe six or seven with a SAR hugging a men and looking back. That picture years later was them winning state championship. So that's my favorite picture, that brotherly love. In 2021, after their junior year of high school, the 18-year-olds moved again, this time to Atlanta to play at Overtime Elite a professional league designed as an alternative to college basketball. It's like they know where each one of them is at at all times. I've never been just like a college guy. Like, I've always known about all the routes. I've always been like, you know, just get to the league and kill. Amen Thompson on the drive. To me, I haven't done anything yet. So if I look at that dream board I made when I was nine, I feel accomplished, like I'm proud of myself, but I'm not content at all. Cross court to a star! Three! They kept true to what the goal was. You have to make changes along the way, but they had a dream, a belief, and I'm just proud of the fact that they've been humble throughout the course of it. Back now with our NBA draft analyst, Jonathan Gavoni. And Jonathan, the Thompson Twins are also looking to become the first players drafted from the Overtime Elite League. What in your mind makes them so special? Well, Cassidy, I think we saw a lot of it in this amazing feature that we just watched. I mean, the more that NBA teams have been able to be around these twins, have them in their gyms, get to know them as human beings and watch them you know, up close and see just what type of physical specimen these two guys are. Six foot seven, seven foot wingspan, arguably the best athletes in the draft. I mean, you talk about the defensive versatility that these guys have guarding point guards through power forwards with the men it's the point guard ability the, the the playmaking skills the change of speeds the change of direction you know finishing with the left hand the right hand i mean these guys are elite level talents and this is why we now have them slated fourth and fifth in our mock draft going to houston and detroit at four and five so the, these guys have really helped themselves in the process and, you know, just the, the, the talent level behind them. It, it's just the gap has gotten bigger and bigger with every day that's gone on because, you know, these guys are they're Ferraris when it's all said and done. And every NBA team wants to have talents like this in their gym. No, oh, Ferraris. I mean, they may look alike, but they definitely have different strengths. And, you know, I think people are getting to, to know these two a lot more. A lot of people know about Victor Wimbenyama, but tell us about one player that you think could make an immediate impact outside of, you know, the more familiar names. Cassidy, it has to be Jordan Hawkins. Uh, you know, we all saw what he did in his NCAA tournament run. Um, you know, helping UConn win the national championship. He's the best movement shooter in this draft. His ability to come off screens with fantastic footwork, body control, uh, you know, shooting mechanics, range, the quickness of his release. He's gone into workouts here and really helped himself with coaching staffs in particular. NBA coaches are looking at him and they're saying, we want this guy either coming off our bench or playing with our starters because we don't need plays run for him. He's going to be able to score 
12, 15 points every single night just by being out there on the floor, just with the level of shooter that he is, Cassidy. We know how important shooting is in the NBA, and Jordan Hawkins could very well be the best shooter in this draft. All right, so pay attention to him. But before we let you go, is there a sleeper in this draft that we should really be paying attention to? Jed Howard from Michigan is a little bit of a polarizing name among NBA scouts. People that saw him early in the season said this guy is a top 10 pick. He was absolutely phenomenal the first month and a half, two months of the season. And then he got injured. Uh, he, had, he sprained in his ankle and then he sprained his other ankle. We didn't see the best of him in Big Ten play. The more that he's been out for workouts, the more people have been able to get to know him understand his pedigree being the son of, you know, an NBA great like Jawan Howard, seeing, you know, him a six foot eight guy who can handle the ball, who can pass it, who can shoot it. Um, you know, everybody in the NBA is looking for players like this. Thank you, Jonathan. Don't miss Jonathan's extensive coverage leading up to the draft across our ESPN networks. We'll be back in 60 seconds. NBA Today is presented by Xfinity Mobile, the best-kept wireless secret. Welcome back. Um, did you guys see uh, this tattoo, Michael Malone? Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah, it he is on great. one lately, huh? Uh, I don't have any <laughs> tattoos. See. Austin, I know you do. Um, do, you, do you have any tattoos that you regret? I, I don't know if do. he regrets it. <laughs> so oh good. Still 70 Sam. It looks like one of the peel-off ones. <laughs> it does. I think it's it real, does. though. I think that's you, real. <laughs> Austin, you said you do have a tattoo you regret? Uh, I got a couple. Okay. You don't want to share? <laughs> <laughs> Look. You know what? Mike Mike Malone is out here living his best life as he should. First, we saw the, the chain around his neck with yep. the shades on. Is Bruce you know what Brown I'm saying? going anywhere? Yeah, yeah. Hell no. Yeah, like, <laughs> hey, he could turn up. He could turn up. Look at, look at him look like he about to go do a versus battle. <laughs> he really does. Oh, my gosh. He's, he's about to have uh, some summertime fun because you know this is uh, – Tattoo mm-hmm. mode, the best tattoo is the ones you say you're going to get and then think better of it in the moment, right? I almost did that in college. If we make the World Series, I'm going to get Stanford a tattooed on my arm. We made that. the World Series. I was like, no, <laughs> not doing it. But you're right about the choice. It was a vintage Nuggets yeah. tattoo. You know, like that's a that's a particular choice. But do you, Mike Malone? Yeah. Michael Malone, you, you know, you, you, earned, you, it. you earned it. And it was um, small. For Ramona, Austin, I'm, and Perk.